Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. All the bowl games are over, except the one that matters, the National Championship. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. a man who credits Mike Mayock for being this NFL draft obsessed. And with me, as always, is AJ in 18 playoff is dumb, Marchese. I don't don't feel like that at all. Well, I mean, all the teams behind the top four were losing, so you should feel that way. I don't care. Today... We'll look at some major draft prospects who've elected to return to school, new NFL draft declarations, some new senior bowl info, and we'll take a look at the college football national championship game. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby, driving down to Nashville maybe, looking for a net or bosa. Draft Matt Gay on the first day. Draft Matt Gay on the second day. Just get Matt Gay on your squad. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Bull season is here. And it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. Don't be the guy with no rooting interest as your relatives or friends sit around watching the game. Not this year, when there are a record 41 bowl games, only one left, to bet on. Including the national championship on January 7th. That's just a couple days away. It really is the most wonderful time of the year. Make sure you're ready for daily action by signing up at my bookie today. They pay fast when you win. Ownership really cares about good customer service. And they offer the craziest props. Zany even. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money during bowl season, you gotta go to my bookie. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out for yourself. Join now and my bookie will offer you a 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll for bowl season. Use promo code HEAVEN25 when you deposit to activate the offer. That's promo code HEAVEN25. At my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Okay. AJ, before, before we get into it all, let's talk Oakland Raiders hire NFL Network NFL draft analyst Mike Mayock as GM. I'm sad. Initial takeaway. I'm sad. Yeah, me too. Uh, for multiple reasons. Because a, I'm gonna miss him. I'm gonna miss him dearly, Rob. He was a major part of my childhood. <laughs> I laugh, but I'm serious. He means a lot to me. I will miss seeing his face. M- Luckily, Mike he's Mayock- he'll, he'll, 
Plus, he'll still be at the Senior Bowl, so that that's cool. Will he be? I don't know. He's working for the Raiders. Yeah, I know, but he won't be on TV. Maybe, oh, I bet they'll in. get they'll get an interview with him. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be sad. Mike Mayock was, yeah, both of our childhoods really. Secondly, uh, I hate the landing spot <laughs> so much. Yeah, it's weird because uh, John Gruden ruined Reggie McKenzie, so I don't know what he's gonna do with Mike Mayock. Yeah, I, and the people are saying that obviously Gruden had a huge part in the personnel decisions. Like the, this past off season and mm-hmm. this season, um, and you'd think they'd hire a GM who is less involved in that and more involved in salary cap and like the other parts of being a GM. Yeah. Whereas Mike Mayock is only a traffic a, a personnel guy, yeah, and not anything with those other things. He's gonna have to hire really smart people around him, kind of like John Lynch ha- had to with the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but I mean, even like the the John Lynch type. Would probably have been a better fit with Gruden. Yeah, I don't disagree. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it'll be very interesting. Um, I mean, I, I I hope Mike Mayock does a good job. I love Mike Mayock. That's like I, I've I've always thought it'd be super cool to see him as a GM, but I hate the fit. Like, I, I, maybe my last choice. I know you interviewed with Washington, and that's probably my second last choice. <laughs> last year he did. Yeah. Uh, so like, those are like the two worst. Franchises for him to land in. So. And, and if it doesn't work out, I I hope somehow he comes back to NFL Network because I'll always miss him. I think he would. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? I, I don't know. It depends how, what direction NFL Network goes with their NFL draft analysts, analysts now. Like Daniel Jeremiah is obviously going to take on an even bigger role because he's, he's, he's the new face of the franchise. He's yeah. arguably the best in the business. Like Mike Mayock is more of like the grandfather of it all. Mm-hmm. But DJ's the young stud. Uh, and obviously they have Lance Z and Bucky Brooks. Um, and you know, Maurice Jones really likes to come in and rank running backs from time to time. Yeah. Uh, Steve Smith likes ranking some wide receivers. Like, I uh, like Steve Smith on it. He was, no, he was Steve good. Smith's fun at least. MJD doesn't know what's going on. Uh, so I, I wonder if uh, the they'll, just because DJ and Bucky are so good together, if they'll even bump up Bucky's screen time. I hope so. Yeah, because last year... The, it felt like he was kind of, like, less on it. Yeah, because it was all... So, same as Charles DJ. Davis. Yeah, well... T- I like Charles a lot. Charles should be doing, like, prime-time NFL games in the booth. He is so talented. That's true. Charles, like... But that that dude's working 365, man. And, like, good at He's everything. He's a utility player. Yeah, and very good at it all. Um, I will make one guarantee, Rob, and that's Mike Mayock will be fired before John Gruden is. Yes. Which sucks. Or he'll retire as a Super Bowl champ. Um, you never know. But yeah, so sad but interesting. Could be really fun to track Mike Mayock as an NFL GM with the. <laughs> Imagine oh. Mayock fires Gruden like next week. <laughs> yeah, Mark Davis gives him all the power. That'd be impressive. <laughs> okay, on to the NFL draft, 2019 NFL draft talk. A uh, handful of returning players have announced they'll be back for the 2019 season. Starting with a trio of Oregon players following quarterback Justin Herbert back to Eugene. All three being interior offensive linemen. Starting with center Jake Hansen, um, right guard Calvin Throckmorton, and left guard Shane Lemieux. It makes me happy that like between these three and Justin Herbert, they all have really good hockey names. 
You're not wrong. Well, Shane Lemieux is pretty untoppable. Throckmorton's yeah. like a third line defenseman, defensive defenseman. Yeah, yeah, good old grinder. Jay Canton. Jay Canton's a goal scorer. I, I, Herbert's my goal scorer. Hanson's my uh, setup man. No, no, no. He's he's my uh, he's my grinder. Oh, jeez. Uh, anyways, um, Oregon might have the best offensive line in the country now. Returning. With uh, those three, their freshman left tackle. I forget his name, but he's a monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the right tackle's back. It'll be pretty damn interesting to see that. Uh, Hanson would have been, I think, a, probably a, a early day three pick with potential to start at center by year two. I was higher on Throckmorton than a lot of people. And I thought he had yeah, st- starting guard ability. And I have I haven't seen tape on Lemieux, so I can't really comment. Oregon's been low key um, offensive line factory the last decade or so. Yeah, they they've uh, I mean, Hronis Grasu. Exactly, that was one that was coming to my mind first. Kyle Long's obviously the yeah. the biggest uh, one, but um, um, thing last year, our boy, blanking on his name, Terrell Crosby. Crosby, another hockey name. He should go back now. It helps that uh, their head coach is arguably the best offensive line coach in the country, too. Mm-hmm. Currently, um, but yeah, no, it'll be it'll be fun. Obviously, they lose Dylan Mitchell more on that in a bit, but returning mm-hmm. that a whole offensive line with a potential franchise QB, they just you get some weapons at receiver. And Oregon is going to be one of the best teams in the country next year. I hope. We, we always um, hope. Good news for the University of Tennessee, who doesn't have as much talent as fans probably think. Uh, they return Ed Drusher, Darrell Taylor. Um, Taylor had some hype early in the year, entering the year. He, uh, he up and down year, but mm-hmm. wouldn't have surprised me to see him turn pro. Um, let me get to my notes on him. If Oh, I spelled his name wrong in my notes. Classic. Darrell is a hard name to spell. How did I spell it? You spell it. Henderson spelled the same, right? Yeah. Well, his last name is not Henderson, so. No, no, but Henderson spelled the same as Taylor. How did I? We'll never get there because I'm, I'm stupid. <laughs> How did you spell it? I don't know. I had I was looking at the the grade I had on him earlier. Now I can't find it. Did you move it or something? Oh, yeah, because he returned to school. Gosh, I'm so stupid. <laughs> I'm looking at my 2019. No, it's not my 2020. 2020, okay. man. Come on. I spelt it right. Uh, yeah. Tra- tra- like 6'5", six, six, 255, long, athletic, explosive edge rusher. Uses his hands pretty well, but uh, had a lot to work on, especially in the run game. He could be a guy who, especially now that he'll be senior bowl eligible, um, He'll be he'll kind of be the prime name to watch at Tennessee next year, I would think, from a I, draft perspective. I don't like that you kind of revealed to all the listeners that you don't know all this stuff off the top of your head. You need to open your notes. So uh, yeah, and a guy who who was going to be like a day three pick, <laughs> you waste and, and return to school. Okay. Anywho, uh, <laughs> like Oregon, Miami had three a trio of players who all play next to each other all return um, at linebacker. It's, I think it's cool because these three came in together, have started every game together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shaq Quarterman, Michael Pinkney, and Zach McLeod. 
Uh, I, I I think Quarterman's like the big name of the group because there's Definitely. like there's there lots was, of hype. He so was long time overhyped, yes. but he he's more of a classic old school thumper, six foot two forty, really consistent tackler, lacks some athleticism. Makes sense for him to go back to school because I don't think he would have been anything more than like a midday three pick probably, mm-hmm. but. Um, if he can go back and flash a little more athleticism, I don't know. I have a Preston Brown comp on him. Is that good or bad? I'm not sure. Eh, it's fine. Like I he's guess. okay. Yeah. Um, Pinkney, I, I found there was a little more athletic upside, but he wasn't as refined. Yeah, like instincts and mm-hmm. um, tackling weren't as clean. And I have not watched anything on Zach McLeod. He's kind of like the third guy. But uh, hey, Manny Diaz returns. So the, so do all the boys. Yep, that's that's the way she goes. Um, and big big get back from Michigan, cornerback mm-hmm. Lavert Hill. Would have really loved to have both him and Long coming back, but hey, I'm uh, again I'm surprised it wasn't the other way that David Long. Yeah, I, if if I were to have to guess, I would have said David Long returns and Lavert Hill goes pro. I actually agree with that. Yeah, I just. I think Levert Hill's got a higher ceiling. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and he, he had some first-round hype. Not the biggest guy in the world, but pre- despite his size, I found he's pretty good and pressed, man. Yeah, he, he plays bigger than he is. Yeah. Uh, good hips, good feet, fairly athletic, good ball skills. Um, he can be a first-round pick with a, a big senior year at mm-hmm. Michigan. Him and also returning to school's Virginia corner Bryce Hall. Who I think could have potentially been a first round pick if he came out this year. Mm-hmm. More likely would have been like a early to mid second round pick. But I thought Bryce Hall was one of the three best press man corners in this draft class. So seeing him return really surprised me. His footwork is awesome. Really aggressive at the line of scrimmage. Has really good ball skills too. Um, he'll, I think he'll be like the favorite to be a. He'll probably be most people's number one corners entering the 2020 draft. Is it going to be Hall versus Hill? Versus Levante Taylor, <laughs> if he gets back to his grind, um, I can't speak on that because I don't know. I don't know much about these sophomore corners, mm-hmm. but Florida's got a good one. I know that C.J. Henderson. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's everyone who is returning this as of this week. Um, interesting. More guys, <laughs> more guys are declaring than I expected. Like I agree, man. I agree. A lot of guys I thought would go back are now declaring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I guess you get paid even if you go undrafted. So kudos to them. There's a ton. We'll get to them now of guys who've declared for the 2019 NFL draft. We'll start off at the top. Actually, first, apparently Dwayne Haskins is going to declare. It just hasn't happened yet. Okay. Um, not surprising. That one's not surprising. Yeah. At all. No. 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 You but, can't pass up that that payday. That's no. for sure. Uh, the the big quarterback this week declared Duke quarterback Daniel Jones, who is apparently Senior Bowl eligible. So hopefully he, he fills is. that last quarterback spot at the Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. But and hasn't. there might be one opening up if McSorley's injured. But, but no one knows if that's even true now that he came back into the. It game. seemed fake, right? He, he was moving pretty well. I mean, apparently someone came into the press box and told that to the press box though, like someone associated with Penn State. It's like he yeah, I know because the game because he broke his foot. Yeah, they reported it, but is it just like trying to add to the mythos of Trace McSorley? Oh, I don't know if you saw him hyping up that sideline. You give him that Baker Mayfield comp, wouldn't you? It's like between Big Ben and Baker Mayfield. The faking injuries of Big Ben. 
<laughs> and the size and the height. Sorry, Dwayne Haskins people. is apparently Big Ben. Yeah, of course. They're, they're the same passer. So. They're built the same and... That's it. That's all. That's same. about it. That's about it. They're not even built the same. Ben Roethlisberger's like two or three inches taller than Dwayne. Haskins. Oh my god, we get it. You love Big Ben. Thirty pounds heavier. I love them both. I know, but you know what I mean. If any quarterbacks even remotely like that, it's Ben Roethlisberger. Like kind of thick. If you, yeah, yeah, if you're kind of thick and like, I think that's it actually. To if you're, you're either Leftwich or Big Ben, there is a quarterback every single year that gets comped to Big Ben, no matter who was, what. Who was the last year? Um, there was someone, but now I can't think of it. What well, did Chase? Oh, Josh get Allen. Josh Allen. Obviously. Oh yeah, Josh Allen. He did. He was like Big Ben and, and Cam. Yeah, I think Chase Lydon got a little Big Ben for absolutely zero reason. <laughs> I think I swear I remember someone saying that. Anyways, Daniel Jones, big bowl game. I'm pretty sure you can go through every draft class and find a guy who got caught. Like Tom Savage was one of those guys. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm like I swear to God, it's every draft class. There's at least one guy who gets comped to Big Ben. Usually a smaller school guy, just like Ben. You know what I mean? I don't know. Cam Newton was comped to Big Ben. Yeah, but that one's a little more realistic. Kinda. Yeah, if, if Big Ben was an elite athlete, if he can move, yeah. They're yeah. talking about the first year, fifteen to zero, Big Ben. I think. I don't know. Uh, it's not even just about the mobility. It's like literally all you have to do is kind of have a big arm and be big. And be big. Now, also, also, you don't even have to have a big arm because if you're big, they just assume you have a big arm. That's also true. All right. Anyways, pa- Daniel, Jones. Daniel Jones Speaking has declared games. Who is game. my quarterback two after Dwayne Haskins currently? Um, he lit up Temple in the bowl game. Good way to end mm-hmm. his career, Duke. Really great pre-snap guy. I think cerebrally, that like that's going to be his biggest thing. Uh, good decision maker. He's also. I think has the cleanest mechanics of the class. Um, yeah, he kind of screams more of a second round type quarterback that you develop. you take and develop. But because of this quarterback class, I I expect him to be a first round pick probably. Probably like just because I think Drew Locke is going to go in the first round because of how the Sh- NFL is. He shouldn't. No, but I think John Elway is going to take him. Probably will. We've been saying this for months and months, though. Haskins is going to go to the Giants or the Jaguars in, in the top ten. And then, think, yeah, the yeah. Broncos will take Drew Locke. And then someone will be like, we need a quarterback. And, who, like, who are you taking other than Daniel Jones at this point? Because, like... It's me. It's, I, Brett Rippins is the classic day two guy. Same. Yeah. Will Greer will go day two, even though he shouldn't. Yeah. Kyler Murray's going to get that first-round hype if he quits baseball. Yeah. I'd take Kyler Murray in the first round. It's interesting. I don't know. I have to really sit down. Kyler Murray is the one that you know you got to sit down. You're yeah, not so much fun I, I'm, watching I'm him. Just, but I, I'm just bluffing a little bit. but I, I know, but you're just trying, trying to build the hype. I get it. Yeah. Um. Dan, yeah, Daniel Jones not the sexiest passer. Like, he reminds me a lot of Matt Ryan. Um, he is not where Matt Ryan was. Uh, coming out of Boston College. Mm-mm. I also think Matt Ryan has a bit of an underrated arm. I agree. And Dan- I don't think Daniel Jones has that arm. But I, the the comparison comes from mechanics, um, pre-snap stuff. Mm-hmm. And s- kind of both of them sneaky athletic. Matt Ryan was compared to Ben Roethlisberger, by the way. I remember Mayock comparing him to Ben Roethlisberger. Wait, really? Oh, that, sort of. That, yeah, yeah, 100%. That one makes no sense. Because <laughs> uh, they're white. And they're both uh, six four plus. Both move a little. Sure. Uh, but yeah. All right. 
couple running backs declaring, starting with Miami's running back, Travis Homer, who I think I like more than you like. From the summer, yeah. And, and I, I, again, I don't know. There's like a few running backs I'd be okay with taking day two. Most of the running backs I think are going to go like the fourth to sixth round. But I do think a lot of them are going to carve out roles in the NFL, Homer being one of those guys. I had, yeah, I had him a day three guy. Like, I think he'll probably be, uh, again, it depends how this running back class declares and whatnot, but like fourth, fifth round pick. Um, and testing is obviously going to be a big part of that. I love his quickness. I think he's got receiving plus side ability. I think, like, a rotational back, that's, again, going to be a lot of this class. Yeah. Um, but not super surprising that he declared. Uh, or another Florida running back, um, Jordan Scarlett from the University of Florida, mm-hmm. who is going to have some people completely in love with him, it looks like. It looks like, yeah. he uh, He's a tough runner. He, like, runs really hard. He, yeah. Um, I like his contact balance. He's got a bit of power, even though he's not a massive guy. Um, he, again, I Came, see, especially he's got some off-field stuff. Like he's more of a late day three guy to me. Yeah, had a had a hot end to the season. Yeah, uh, was decent in the bowl game. I'm so like I frown upon running backs though. So who knows? I frown upon running backs. It's true. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do, do you front upon Alexander Madison running no, back? Boise that's State? the other guy who declares Boise State's running back, who, who you love runs harder than maybe anybody in the class. That's not named David Montgomery or Josh Jacobs for that matter. Uh, he, he's he's another guy that's like a career two three running. Yeah, back. like he'll be a again late day three pick. Gets downhill, runs really hard. What do you think about like a, a, a worse Jamal Williams for Alexander Madison? I like that. Kind of, kind of felt like it because I, I wasn't super high on Jamal Williams. How but... did I steal that comp? Fuck. Thank you. Oh, I'm typing it to you. Uh, I, th- I think with with Madison, uh, he's just you know he's not the fastest. He doesn't have the best burst. Yeah. Like you said he he runs super hard. He's he plays really mean. Breaks some tackles. I think he runs a little high for how he plays though. He does. Sometimes and... they'll hurdle people though. <laughs> it's true. I got a lot of like. I thought a lot about that for Jamal Williams. Just I think he also kind of like Jamal Williams. Remember, like a big plus with Jamal Williams coming out was the pass blocking. Yeah, and I think Madison's pretty solid too. Yeah, he's one of the. It's not never is a great pass blocking running back class, but he is one of the better ones. Probably one of the five best. So that's uh, another plus. Special teams will be huge for him too. What can you add on there? But yeah, yeah, kind of surprising that he declared, but. I think there's a role I could, for him. You know, that's a lot of body blows he's been taking for a while, you know what yeah. I mean? So, you know, trying to preserve his body a bit, come out, get a bit of a payday. I don't I don't mind that. No. All right. The bigger news, maybe the, this is probably the, one of the three biggest declarations this week. Uh, Oklahoma receiver Hollywood Brown mm-hmm. has declared. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels more and more like he's a lock to be a first-round pick. I'm assuming the uh, combine will only support that. Yes, oh, unless he like really disappoints, which I don't see happening. No, he's a, he flies. Yeah, um, he's just because of how the NFL is today. Having a guy with that type of game changing speed, we talked about it. He got so much better with route running this yes. season. Yep, mm-hmm. and he does a ton of damage after the catch. 
even though he's not the biggest guy, 5'11", 165, he he reminds me so much of Deshaun Jackson. That's like that's pretty fair. I th- like I think mid mid teens or late teens to mid twenties is kind of his range. I, I think yeah. Mm-hmm. And most, like seventeen to thirty two, I th- I'll yeah. I can probably yeah. say safely. It, it's a it's a very hefty receiver class. Yeah. And. His speed but but no one's got the speed, exactly. Yeah, exactly. No one's got his speed. That's that's. It's a like, lot of the bigger body, wide receiver one. I have a couple receivers ranked over him, but it would not surprise me to see him go before them just because of the game how it's speed. Yeah, yeah, and how the NFL is. Um, yeah, two more receivers, uh, starting with one of my favorites in the class, North Carolina State receiver Jacoby Myers, mm-hmm. who. He's probably not. He's not a top fifteen receiver in the class, but he's in that next five ish group. I think um, he's. There's a lot to like with him. I think. Yeah, he's. He he gives you big slot ability. He's really clean off the line, really smooth with his running. He he always seemed to be when NC State needed a first down on like yep. a third and something. He was the yep. guy who was going to make the play. Hundred percent. He was Finley's security blanket. Finley obviously had a ton of trust in him and Kelvin Harmon. Yeah. Harmon was more so those 50-50 balls throw it up and make a play for him. Myers was the guy, like, when you clutch first down, that's where he's looking. I think Jacoby Myers is kind of like the the prototype big slot guy. Yeah, I've got like, a Cooper Cup comp on him. That That's cool. Um, yeah, he's got some rack a little bit. I liked him in the fourth, fifth round. Yeah, I, the, I, I, the, I'm the, seeing the fourth round probably. Yeah, I, I like him. There's a lot to like with Jacoby and Myers. If this receiver class wasn't so deep, I could see him being like a third round. A third round, sneaking to the third, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just so damn deep. Uh, and with all of Oregon's other guys declaring, surprisingly, Dylan Mitchell has... Or not declaring. Surprisingly, Dylan Mitchell mm-hmm. will be back... Or, God, I'm mixing it all up. Will <laughs> he's, be going to, he's going to the NFL. Yeah. yeah. Which, he just broke the Oregon single-season receiving record. Yeah. His, his hype will probably never be higher, so it makes sense for him to do that. Uh, long lean... Like not super long, but like six two one ninety ish. Not a great athlete. Dylan is just kind of he's kind of weird. Yeah, always found a way to get open. Um, kind of up and down too, like drops and stuff. Yeah, his hands aren't as consistent as you like. His route running is gonna probably be what teams are most interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I gotta do a lot more on him, especially after the season he had, but. Yeah, I saw someone call him Keenan Allen on Twitter. So whoa, 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 a little rich for me, but whoa, I don't, I don't think so. No, but poor, poor man's Keenan Allen, maybe. Um, yeah, it's just such a deep receiver class. I don't know, like he could be, I yeah. like I'm gonna have receivers with going two rounds later. Then I graded them just because of how the class is, I think. Yeah. Uh, Like, again, I need to do a lot of work on Mitchell. But we both watch a lot of Justin Herbert and just Oregon games in general. Yeah, he he was a lot better this year than he was last year. Mm Mm-hmm. I I, I always kind of liked him, but, like, not as a legit NFL prospect. He's just – he doesn't seem that athletic. Mm -hmm. He doesn't do much after the catch. But he does a good job getting open. Watch us really dive into the tape and fall in love with him. That's why I'm trying not to say anything too harsh. <laughs> yeah. I've only done two games. Uh, okay. The tight end class keeps getting richer. Yep. Texas A&M, All-American tight end, Jay Sternberger, has declared. 
who has a great story. Two years at Kansas as a backup, a year at junior college, and then a year at Texas A&M where he's All-American. Kansas, I don't know what y'all were doing. Because, <laughs> like, it's pretty clear on tape he's one of athletic. the best tight ends in the country. Like, he's mean, athletic, blocks pretty well, and very good after the catch, like, very physical. So, like, I just don't understand how... Maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe the Juco coach uh, sent some fire into his veins. I don't know. Never maybe know. maybe Kansas had this really good tight end ahead of him that no one really picked up on. Yeah. Um, possible. But, yeah, St- Sternberger is probably going to be a top 100 pick. Has the traits to be an NFL starting tight end um, probably from day one. He sits as my third tight end right now after the Iowa boys. It's a, it's a really good tight end group, though. Yeah. And uh, uh, there's a little bit of everything, I think. So far, my Hawkinson hasn't declared yet. No. But one, three, four, five, six. My I I wouldn't be surprised to see Hawkinson go back. Five of my top six tight ends have declared. Irv Smith hasn't declared yet. I'm assuming no. most Alabama guys will after though. Yeah, that's yeah. And Albert O hasn't declared yet. No, I don't know about that one. I I, I think he will just because Drew Locke's leaving. I that's why I'm, yeah. Uh, anyway, back to, back to Sternberger. Really physical after the catch. Got has nice burst to separate. Really good with ball adjustment skills. Um, not the most refi- refined blocker, but he's mean about it and he gets his body in there. Kind of like, um, like OJ Howard was a really good blocking tight end coming out. A lot of that had to do with his want. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah. Uh, so I, it, seeing that Stern, like I think Sternberger can get to being one of the better blocking tight ends of starters in the league just because of how physical he is about it. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to be a really good pro tight end. And he's my number three tight end. My number four tight end declared as well. Stanford tight end Caden Smith, who is a big ball adjustment boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like his hands a lot. He goes up and he gets he like really good for 50-50 balls. Really good in traffic, decent athlete. He'll probably like at the start of his career. He'll be the type of guy teams are using in the red zone to kind of throw it up to. I have a Tyler Eifert comp on him. <laughs> of course, uh, it felt like last year's group of tight ends was like the a lot of blocking guys, and then this year's all like the, the big receiving dudes. Who was a blocker last year? Schultz. Um, oh, in the Disley. later rounds, yeah. Schultz and Disley. And, and, uh, both oops. instantly made an impact doing that. Yeah, and um, the other one. Miami drafted him too, right? Oh, Derm Smythe. Smythe, yeah. Well, yeah, um, but those are all the guys who are like the back-end top 15 tight ends. Yeah, Fumagalli a bit. Yeah, I know. Then there was the, the, the Goddard and Gusecki at the top and Hayden Hurst, but hey. And Mark Andrews. And Mark Andrews, who wasn't at the top, but he ended he, up being, he, was, he was like fifth for everybody, I feel like. Fourth uh, yeah, he was literally number five for me. I feel, I feel like that was like kind of... Who else was in there? Uh, my top fives, if I'm going to read it right now. Yeah, yeah, please. I don't know why it's so Pro- readily available, but... Because I got it ready. Uh, Goddard, Hayden Hurst, Troy Fumagalli, who's not like... Oh, yeah, yeah, Troy. That too. Uh, Gasecki, Mark Andrews, Ian Thomas, Jeremy Smythe, Conklin... Chris Ian Hernan. Thomas is Chris Hernan and Ian Thomas are. Ian Thomas is my like lower guy, but I could see him. We, we I both, really really liked him. We both really liked him. We just didn't think he, he would like it would take a bit. Yeah, and then Schultz, Schultz number ten was my Schultz top ten. Schultz is going to be a blocking tight end in the NFL for a decade. 
Yeah. Uh, I was way too low on Chris Herndon, but hey. We talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. Something. On our other but, podcast, maybe. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, anyways. He's Jared Cook. Uh, also, Michigan tight end Zach Gentry declares. Which we don't know if he's a senior. <laughs> hey, they're saying he declares. He's, he's a junior. I guess. Um, he is massive. He's 6'7 yeah. or 6'8. I don't love Do you... him. Some people love him. I, uh, I think the timing was kind of wrong because he hasn't looked too sharp to end the year. But also, uh, in the bowl game, they, they were they were using Eubanks more. Uh, they have Sean McCune behind him, too. So they got some guys behind him. Maybe it was just like, I don't, yeah, know. I don't know. But I would have loved to see him really become like a – you know, a sh- really strong tight end go-to guy because he'll he'll be when you're weird. S- when you're six seven and a half two sixty like he'll be weird because he's so big, but he's not that he's not a very good blocker. No, he's, Qu- he's if 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 anyone doesn't know, he came to Michigan as a quarterback. Yeah, he he's got some nice athleticism considering how big he is. Mm-hmm. He's more of a, a, a especially in this tight end class, probably a late day three guy. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Cassidy's but he's interesting. Yes, and he's interesting. Yeah, well, size is. I hope he actually comes in at six eight. That would cr- turn my crank. Okay, uh, a pair you know, of <laughs> good. A pair of first round potential first round tackles also declared. Uh, Oklahoma right tackle Cody Ford. Who's Lots of love at the end of the season. For, yes. Mm-hmm. Massive, mean, really clean footwork for a man of his size. Malls, plays through the whistle. I I think he'll be most in most people's top three tackles. Uh, a lock to be a top four tackle at least. I think the, can, the conversation's really like Jonah Williams is number one, no questions yeah. asked. Then it's mm-hmm. going to be like four. Uh, also declaring Wisconsin's David Edwards. Yep. West Virginia's Yodney Kajust. Yep. And I think that's kind of, after Jonah Williams, those three are in the next tier. Yep. Um, I know some people love Dalton Reisner. I kind of think he's more of an inside guy, though. Yeah, we talked about this before. We'll we'll find out at the Senior Bowl with him, though. And then Greg Little will probably go in the first round because he's big and athletic. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah. David Edwards is fun, too. Are you moving Edwards? He's still doing Cody Ford. Uh, hop on over to Edwards. We both loved him in the summer. Like. Prototypical tackle. Like, Ford's a little shorter and much mm-hmm. wider. Edwards, like, Edwards looks like the former quarterback he is, almost. He's 6'6", a lean 315. Um, you can see the athleticism. He's raw, but he's, like, a lot of potential there. Yep. He works well to the second level. He's a really good athlete. Um, he's his. Him and Ford, for that matter, the questions come with their bend. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, Edwards has... Uh, I I thought in the summer, at least, Edwards had some Lane Johnson to him. No, that's... I mean, the, the, the way he looks and his backstory obviously easily draws comparisons to Lane Johnson. But it's pretty true. Uh, I haven't done the stuff on him this year, but I felt like he, he needed to just get stronger. Yeah. And I, I felt like he, sometimes he just got in the way more than he really blocked dudes. Definitely. Great athlete, though. I, I thought he was like a first-round pick. Though. I liked I, him a lot. I think he'll, he'll test quite well. Which yeah, well, he, he's, yeah, for sure. Um, also declaring two two interior offensive linemen surprised me that they declared Penn State's Connor McGovern, mm-hmm. who I'm not, at least in the summer, I was not a big fan of. Um, I, I don't think he's a great athlete. 
I don't mm. think he's overly uh, strong or mean. I thought he was messy in pass, bro. I think you liked him a little more than me, but... I think I did, yeah. Uh, I was surprised he declared. Yeah, and me too. He just seems like a guy that's not coming out early, I don't The more surprising one, but I like him more, Venzel Boulware, who I quickly found out he wasn't even a full-time starter at the U. Okay. When I dove into the tape just before this pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, he started six games this year after transferring from Tennessee. And then in those games, he was rotated in and out. Okay. I think that's just what they did with their left guard. I don't okay. I, like. I didn't know what was happening. Classic. He, there's no way he just kept getting injured. It, uh, yeah. There was I, someone like that last. Clemson year did too. that last year. Yes, yes, yeah. I got really confused doing that too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm surprised Bulwer declared because of all that. Because the, there were some things to like. I I thought not a great athlete and. Um, not like very messy and pass bro, but mean played through the whistle, got was pretty involved with his hands as a, a run blocker. Got I came away thinking like I have no idea why you declared because if you could start all year next year at the U, like you might actually get drafted. I don't think you'll get drafted though. It was uh Taylor Hearn, right, last year? Yeah. Yeah. My boy. <laughs> um Central Florida had Tristan Hill declare, uh interior defensive lineman. Who does not have tape? He had a decent year. 36 tackles, 10 and a half TFLs, 3 sacks. I don't know much about him. I was surprised he declared. But there's always going to be guys that surprise you when they declare. Like, mm-hmm. bull wear at the U. Um, but, yeah. No, the, big, the next one's not surprising anyone, yeah. Yeah, Florida edge rusher Jukai Polite has declared potential top 10 pick. Mm-hmm. Freaky athlete off the edge. Going to be... I think he's a double-digit sack guy in the NFL. Has the bend, the elite bend, really fast and explosive off the edge. Um, uses his hands pretty damn well uh, for a guy who you'd expect to win with just speed. I've talked about his long arm move before. Um, also has a big motor. <laughs> He'll be drafted early for his pass rush ability. The questions come mm-hmm. with his ability to defend the run. He's like consistently kind of loses contain on the edge. He's only 62242. Like so it'll kind of just be dependent on how teams view that. Yeah. But he's a stud in my opinion. I think he's in my top 10 players. I think that's very fair. Um also declaring Penn State edge rusher Sharif Miller who is a big long edge rusher who I liked a fair bit before the year. Um yeah. A little surprising. Yeah, because I, I don't think he had as great a year as I, he didn't have as great a year as I was hoping. Yeah. Uh, big big motor. Um, pl- plays with good leverage. Pretty decent against the run. Six five two sixty. Uh, like he'll be he'll be like a fourth round pick, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. Also declaring Florida linebacker Voshan Joseph, who's one of my favorite players in the draft. Had a good bowl game. He's gonna be an intro. He currently sits with my third rated linebacker, but he's only six foot two twenty five, and he could be smaller. Super freaky athlete as a linebacker, and maybe the most aggressive linebacker in the draft. Um, Which is like, if you're undersized, that's exactly what you want. Right? Yeah, huge motor, but lacks instincts. Over aggressive as a tackler at times, so he'll miss tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and because of his size, he struggles to get up blocks at times. Like, there will be games where you'll, you'll look and be like, this dude's a first-round pick, and then there will be games where be like, he's, a, like, a late-day-three pick. Like, not consistent, and that has a lot to do with his size. He wins a lot with athleticism. He reminds me of Deion Jones coming out, who I wasn't high enough on because of the downsides. Yeah. And obviously, Deion Jones has been great when he's on the field. Yes. But, no, I think Voshan Joseph will end up a day two pick. Um, also declaring West Virginia linebacker David Long, who's also going to the Senior Bowl. Um, he's another undersized guy, but explosive. Uh, like, he's, he's, he's probably going to be one of those classic special teams linebackers I love to talk about. Yeah. Um, one of the... Linebackers that some people are super high on who declared Joe Giles Harris from Duke. Yeah. I need to see more on him, but I think he's a really technically sound linebacker. Uh, 6'1", 230, pretty good athlete. Um, like, I think he'll he'll be able to start as an off-ball linebacker in the NFL. I think some people think he could be a first-round pick. I'm not. Oh. I'm more of a late day three, early <laughs> day four. Does that make, yeah, that makes sense. Wait, late day three, early day four. Sorry, late third, early fourth. Oh, okay. That's going to say the first one to get the call for UDFA. Um, uh, well, Daniel Jones and Joe Giles Harris are so good. Why were they dogs to Temple, Rob? No idea. And why'd they only win by 30? <laughs> also declaring Texas A&M linebacker Tyrell Dodson. I am not, like, I don't think he'll get drafted from what Had I've down, seen. down year this year too, right? Um, he had a big pick six in their bowl game, though. Uh, that's, but that's, that's what gets you drafted, baby. Some some people, I think people like him because he's big and he's got some athleticism. But I don't know. I, I I haven't seen anything that really impresses me. On the other hand, my new favorite player, Uh-oh. UTSA linebacker Josiah Taoifa, who I watched just before recording, six two two forty five. He might be All the right. best pass rushing off ball linebacker in this class. Interesting. And I noticed he, he uh, originally went to UTSA as an edge, so kind of makes sense. Um, plays really hard, really good coming forward. Not the greatest athlete. Lateral movement, not great. Instincts, not great. But I liked his pass rush ability and his motor and his aggressiveness. Like, it, 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 by no means do I think he's like a super high pick or anything. I just, I can't wait. There's some things to like with him. Um, and on, into the DBs now. One of the bigger risers as the senior or as the season went on, mm-hmm. Joe Jawan Williams from Vandy, the corner, who is somewhere between six two and six three. Big aggressive press corner. Got I a watched, second round grade from the advisory committee. And that I watched the, I watched some tape and that's where I have him. I think he's a second round uh like mid second round type of corner. Interesting. I have him three four five. I think he, yeah, he's my sixth rated corner now. He reminds me a lot of Akib Talib. Ooh. Yeah, him and him against Ole Miss, him versus Demarcus Lodge is one of the funnest battles I've watched. I watched both sides of the battle. It was very fun. Um he's a classic press man corner though. With really good footwork. Interesting. Big fan. Uh also Michigan corner David Long, who we talked about his running mate returning to Michigan. Mm-hmm. Him going pro, um, a little bigger than Levert Hill. Yeah, uh, I I I th- I like his press ability too. 
That's what they did it a lot with both yeah. of them, right? Even though neither's like a massive guy, they're both more technically sound at it. You know what I mean? That like makes yep. up for maybe not being the biggest guy. But yeah, I, I like his press ability a lot. I think a lot of his stock will be dependent on his athletic testing. Mm-hmm. But I like I think they're starting corner traits with him. It's it's kind of quietly a very deep corner class. No, it is. Yeah, for I, sure. I don't know. It feels like that's not brought up a lot. And even with like guys like Hill and Bryce Hall and Levante Taylor returning, there's still a lot of dudes here. Um, also declaring Jamil Dean, the Auburn corner, who's a big dude. He's like um, Carl- Carlton Davis's size from last year. 6'1", 215, that's massive for a corner. I did not like him in the summer. I thought he was sloppy and lacked athleticism. I haven't seen tape from this season, but what I saw in game, he looks a lot better, um, a lot more technically sound as a press man, dude. I like the other corner, Javaris Davis, more for his athletic upside. But Dean, Dean, because of his size and physicality, I won't, wouldn't be surprised to see him be a day three guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Clifton Duck of Appalachian State, who long time one of my boys. <laughs> 5'10", 180, not the biggest dude. Big time production, though. Not not super great in press, um, but two things stand out with him. His ball skills are sick. Yeah. Uh, and his zone coverage ability is really, really good. Uh, he's really clean. His instincts are strong. He generally makes the right read. I like Clifton Duck as a zone corner at the next level. Like, he... Re- I have a Brent Grimes comp on him. It's like a pretty good comp for him. <laughs> That's a pick comp, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, keep an eye on him. I was kind of surprised he declared, though. Yeah, me, me too. But uh, and then two two physical safeties: Fresno State's Mike Bell, who's like six three two ten ish, really good around the line of scrimmage. A guy whose athletic testing is going to be huge for him, and Taylor Rapp, who currently mm-hmm. sits as my number two safety, my number one strong safety. Um, he he doesn't. He's not gonna blow anyone away. He's just really smart and really great around the line of scrimmage. Really great instincts. Really clean tackler. High motor guy. Like I have an Antoine Bethea comp on him. I have a couple <laughs> weird comps. But, that's, that's interesting. But yeah, and like I like what he can do as a man up on tight ends using his size. Um, again, dude, whose athletic testing is gonna be huge for him. Uh, but you felt him. His him not being in the game in the Rose Bowl for Washington's yep, second for game. sure. Wow, AJ, bowl season might almost be over, but maybe you like to gamble still because the NFL playoffs are around. That's and true. You're a degenerate, and Christmas yeah. is over, and you you need that extra scratch to pay for all those presents you bought your children. I do. Uh, so you can bet on sports and games at my bookie. They're my go-to bookie when I'm feeling a little frisky and want to cash in. Even better, right now, my bookie, they'll give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. Just go to my bookie and use the promo code HEAVEN25. There's no season like Bulls season's last game in NFL playoffs, baby. My bookie. Okay. Uh, just a couple quick notes on the Senior Bowl. We I mentioned earlier West Virginia linebacker David Long is going to be attending. Yep. Uh... Good, good place for a guy with his athleticism to go. More importantly, though, the Senior Bowl coaching staffs have been announced. Um, it's uh, the San Francisco Bay 
down in Mobile. Yeah, John Gruden in the Oakland Raiders versus Kyle Shanahan in the San Francisco 49ers. Really That's fun, a, contrasting pair. Yeah, it's it's going to be entertaining. I can tell you that. I'm very excited. Uh, I hope Shani gets the good quarterbacks. Um, whoa, 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 John Gruden's the quarterback guru. Yeah, so he should be able to work with the lesser quarterbacks and make them greater. <laughs> Shanahan can't do the work Gruden could do. Um, no, it should be really fun to see what kind of offense Shani brings out with uh, the, the team. And They usually do play really conservatively, but yeah. Yeah, Shani seems like the type of guy who would not He won't? Yeah. John Gruden's going to be running the ball out of eye formation. Those, those fullbacks are going to get worked. <laughs> Who, okay, if Drew Locke ends up on John Gruden's staff, I'm so ready for John Gruden to talk up Drew Locke all year. And then them to draft him. What do they yeah, pick? Probably. Fourth? Fourth overall, they take Drew Locke. <laughs> Drew Locke's literally Derek Carr. Derek Carr, so yeah. hilarious. <laughs> um, no, I'm excited. I don't, I don't think Mayock's going to like Drew Locke that much, though. But he might. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. John Gruden has final say. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. But hey. Mayock seems like he'll like... like Outside of the guys who go for... Like, he seems like he'd be a Brett-ripping guy. Yeah, he might be. Daniel Jones, probably. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, yeah, but I don't think John Gruden's a good head coach, but I'm sure I'm excited that he's going to be in Mobile. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's and, enter- He's an entertaining head coach. Yeah. Maybe the most entertaining coach. Also, Paul Gunther's not a bad DC, so that's okay. No, that's true. Um, the, the, the Niner staff is cool to have there, yeah, though, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and a couple of outstanding invites to, who have not accepted yet, but we know are outstanding. I just threw down. Why is Bryce Love not accepting the Senior Bowl? I don't know, man. Bryce Love seems like he's doing a lot of weird stuff right now. Like graduating. Like a little nerd. Um, yeah, I don't know. He should definitely go to the Senior Bowl. Uh, Damien Harris also hasn't accepted. Could just because uh, they're still playing football. Yeah. Stanford doesn't know much about that. Bam. He played like two days ago. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ohio State receiver Paris Campbell, he should go. Yeah, that would be big for him. Because we all that. know what kind of a freak athlete he is, but it's yeah. the he needs to refine his skills. The refined stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. if John Gruden sees him, he's taking him. <laughs> Al Davis will possess him. Uh, also, two potential first-round defensive tackles, Christian Wilkins and Jerry Tillery. They'd be lots of fun to see there. Uh, do they need it? Probably not, but it would be really fun. Yeah, I really want Tillery there. Um, Me too. Me no, too. I, yeah. I mean, I, I would really want Wilkins there too. No, uh, no, but again, if I had to choose, I'd rather have Tillery. Yeah, me, t- me too. Uh, Clellan Farrell also hasn't. Again, Ho- hopefully him and Wil- Hopefully him and Wilkins do go after they win the Natty. <laughs> yeah, uh, retweet. <laughs> and then Jaquan Johnson, the Miami senior safety, who I think definitely should go. Cause yes. Mm-hmm. He did not have the year he was kind of supposed to have to take that mm-hmm. step forward mm-hmm. and the senior safety group we've talked about not that great yeah and if he doesn't go and guys like nasir adderley are there they're just going to separate in one thornhill they're going to separate from him yep i and totally agree he, he should really accept that if, if he doesn't go he's just gonna he's gonna be in like a day three pick if he doesn't go and ball out mm-hmm. uh okay finally national championship games monday 8 p.m at levi stadium santa clara Oh. Number two, Clemson versus number Terrible. one, Alabama. Terrible place to have it. But Agreed. Alabama's six and a half point favorites. Right right now, they're same between five and a half and six and a half, but right now, my bulky, minus six and a half. So if you, uh, if you like Clemson in this game, hurry on over. Who are you taking? I think, uh, I think Alabama's too, too good. They're too good, man. 
Yeah, I think Alabama's too good as well. Um, um, there's there's a lot on uh, Trevor Lawrence's shoulders, and that offensive line shoulders. And also, just too much. Tre- Trevor Lawrence will be the number one pick in twenty twenty one. Right now, yeah. I mean, he's one of the most gifted quarterbacks I think we've ever seen. Well, you said that about Jake Fromm last year, and look did, at look. did I? <laughs> Oops. Oh, I didn't show up. No, Trevor Lawrence, yeah, I know. I probably said about Tua last year after that game, though. Yeah, but Tua looks good. Like, be nice. Oh, no, I was right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's not like he's really hurt his stock at all. Um, right sure. What are you most looking forward to for this game? Clemson winning, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, me neither. I'm excited to see Jonah Williams versus Farrell. That's, yeah. Or uh, Pierce Backer versus Wilkins. Peter Smith. Yeah, you know what? Tra- this is a big game for Trayvon Mullen, the Clemson corner, who's yeah. got mm-hmm. some big hype. And um, it, I mean, if Jerry Judy toasts him, that's not going to help, but that'd be a lot of fun to see. I don't know. There's this is it's a lot of good matchups. Like a lot, a lot of, of under- boys are underclassmen. A lot of Alabama's boys are underclassmen. Yes, that that yeah. Um, I'm ready to watch Mitch Hyatt get cooked by the Alabama D line. It, it, like honestly, like yeah, it's gonna be interesting. This is like even I know it's obviously the national championship game, but this is gonna say a lot about the shape of of uh, college football, the landscape of it, just going forward the next couple of years too. What if Clemson can't compete? Yeah, if they can or if they can. Or how good Trevor Lawrence is against this Bama team. Yeah, no, that would be a lot of fun. Um, I, I think it's a, yeah. I, I'm kind of, mo- honestly, I know it's, this is an NFL draft pos- pro- prospect podcast, but kind of uh, Trevor Lawrence against that defense is number one. And yeah. Quinn and just keeping with wrecking shit. Yeah. Uh, how about how about keeping on Raekwon Davis? See if he can uh, have a big game. Yeah. This would be a nice time for him to kind of have his game. Yeah. Because obviously, Corbin Williams has his game basically every week. Every, every week, yeah. And Isaiah Bugs, I mean, he's had a handful of games where he's been just wrecking stuff. He has, yeah. Raekwon Davis more in spurts. I'd like to see him do it for a whole game. This would be definitely the stage. The right time to do it. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, also I, I want to see what Etienne can do against this defense. Yeah. Also, uh, stop putting things in Levi Stadium, please. Yeah, agreed. All right. That's you picked Bama, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. Okay, yeah, I think I think Bama's just too. Oh wait, uh, over under fifty nine and a half. Under. Wait, under. Okay. Uh, same. Yeah. Okay. So just barely though. Yeah, yeah, I, exactly. Me too. I totally agree. Uh, okay, that'll do it for this episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven. You can follow AJ on Twitter at AJ Marchese thirteen. You can follow me at Rob Paul NFL. Um, you can follow Armchair at ACL Americans and at Armchair NFL. Uh, go to armchairallamericans.com. I'm, uh, I, I, I might write about the how Justin Herbert affects the QB class by uh, returning to Oregon. That's cool. So, yeah. And uh, stay tuned for East West Shrine Game, NFL PA Bowl, and Senior Bowl Guides. So get excited. AJ, say, well, say the final line. Oh, I forget it. <laughs> it's like step off my mound or something. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll listen to it from last week and uh, I'll come back and do it, okay? Okay. But for now, get off my mound. Get off my mound! <laughs> Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. 
New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.